At Federal, we have products for every season and every pursuit. Our passionate and dedicated teams design, build, and deliver the world's best American-made ammunition, whether you're hunting, target shooting, or defending yourself and family. Our pride and hard work can be found in every box, ammo can, or bottle of ammunition. For us, it's always in season. It's federal season. Welcome to Federal Ammunition's podcast, It's Federal Season. I'm Jason Vanderbrink, President of Federal Ammunition, along with Jason Nash, our Vice President of Marketing. It's an honor today that we welcome three of the U.S. medalists from the Olympic Games, Kaylee Browning, Brian Burroughs, and Amber English, all of whom won a medal in their shotgun discipline in Tokyo. We're going to break from our normal format and talk to each Olympian for a segment, starting with Kaylee. Kaylee, welcome back to It's Federal Season podcast as a 2020 silver medalist in women's trap. How does that sound now for people when we introduce it? <laughs> Sounds pretty good. I'm still not used to it. I've been working a long time for that title. Perfect. So a quick recap before we get into questions about the experience. Kaylee uh, Browning captured the silver medal in women's trap. Kaylee's an Arkansas native. We have a, a wonderful factory down in Lone Oak, Arkansas as well for Remington. Uh, she shot her way into the finals in, t- in the sixth position and then climbed into the final pairing with some clutch shooting. The first time Olympian missed extending the match by one target. However, she helped the USA shooting team capture four shotgun medals with her silver performance. Kaylee, let's talk about the qualification rounds. Tell our listeners how do you how you did and walk us through that experience being your first Olympic competition. So it was, um, it was pretty nerve wracking. Um, I don't think all of the training in the world can prepare you for something like that. Um, it's definitely, it's definitely a once in a lifetime experience for sure. Um, my qualification round was a one twenty out of one twenty five. Uh, which put me in sixth position going into the finals. And the last round of the qualifications, I know I knew that I had to straight it. Like I knew I could not miss to even have a chance to go into the finals. Um, and that was a whole different mental ball game than I've ever played before. But thankfully for the training and um, just previous competitions and being in the game for so long, I was able to kind of just focus on my technique and get that done. And then, um, some luck had to come into play there too for some other girls to miss so I could get that position, that sixth position. Um, but once I was in the finals, I'm a pretty strong final shooter. I had a little bit of a rocky start cause nerves got to me, but, uh, once, once I got through the first pass, um, I felt a lot more comfortable and a lot more in my element. And it was kind of just, I just had a feeling of like comfort and peace over that. And it, it really just kind of allowed me to be able to shoot how I know how to shoot and ultimately ended up in a, in a silver medal. So that's, I mean, that's awesome. You can't ask for any better outcome. So what, what are your thoughts as you're starting the finals, especially as you face some tough competition and uh, the Slovakian who didn't miss a target during qualifications? How do you mentally prepare that when you're, when you're shooting against someone who hasn't missed yet? Yeah. Um, so for her, I knew that she was shooting really good. 
Um, and I also know that she can be on fire in finals and I know that she can be kind of cold on finals too. So my whole game plan was just to focus on my technique and the training that I've been working on for literally 20 years. Um, and I know that if I trusted that, that I, I would get the result that I was chasing, which was a medal um, of any color. And uh, that's exactly what I did. I, I knew that if I was to worry about her and how she was performing, that it was going to affect my performance. So I, my game plan was to just strictly go off technique and practice and, and what I do every single day on the range, which is just work on your work on your moves. So what was your uh, nerves like as you and the Slovakian, uh, again, for our listeners, who was perfect in qualifications, as, as you were getting into your final 10 targets? And then after the shooter from San Marino finished with the bronze? I knew that San Marino was a little bit ways behind me, and I knew that I was close to um, Stepashkova, but I did not know that I was only one target out from the gold. I never really paid attention to the scoreboard. I knew we were close, but after I went back and watched the finals, I was like, oh, man, we were, like, tied and, like, one down and one ahead, like, back and forth the whole time. Um so I didn't, I didn't know exactly where I was until it was over. So I was trying to, um, I was trying to just keep the same routine that I had been through the whole finals and the whole match, really, um, just focusing on my task at hand. And the, I knew that I either was going to get a silver or gold, and I was happy with either one. So I was just trying to finish as strong as I could. But I really, I didn't have too much nerves at the end because I didn't really know where everything was. I never, I never looked at the scoreboard. Which now I'm like, you probably should have looked at the scoreboard and like, <laughs> like, dang, you're one off. Like, step it up. Come on. <laughs> That's awesome. And, uh, I mean, congratulations again. What a fantastic finish. How how would you describe the whole competitive experience? I mean, we, we noticed that there was a different color background. And, you know, what, what was the arena like for you? Yeah, the range was awesome. Um, the targets flew really well. The the background that they had was purple um which was a little odd because we normally shoot on green backgrounds like a green bunker and green backgrounds and the bunker was purple the field was purple and then the wall was purple so but somehow it made the targets look um a lot better than they normally do so maybe purple's the key i don't know but uh scores were really high there and i think that that's one of the reasons why because one, we were pretty close to sea level, so we didn't have to throw them very hard to get the distance. Um, and then two, the background was so consistent on every range. Really, if you if you got comfortable on one range, you were comfortable on all of them So um, because they were pretty much identical. So that kind of gave you a little bit of a confidence boost. Um, if you didn't get to, like if I didn't get to train on, on one range one day or the other day, I knew that it was going to be the exact same on whatever range I was training on. So um that that was that kind of gave you the confidence, and I I do think that that's truly why the scores were a lot higher. How about some of the other aspects of the Olympic experience? I mean, everybody talks a lot about the opening ceremony. Did you get a chance to attend that? I did. It was oh my gosh! It was everything that that I would have imagined that it would be like. It exceeded it like times ten. Um, getting bus from the village over there marching in with team USA. I mean, I got to meet all the different sports and all the different athletes. And, um, I mean, we met water polo, we met basketball, we met equestrian, we met so many different athletes and it's so cool to come together and know that you're all there for the same purpose, which is to represent your country and, and 
do the best you can do at that elite level. And walking in um, with all of Team USA just chanting like USA, USA was the coolest feeling ever. Um, and then getting to see, you know, the different countries too, even meeting different countries, but getting to watch what Japan has worked on for two years now, their opening ceremonies performance. And, and it was just an experience of a lifetime. I, it, I soaked up every moment of it. We're, we're all getting the chills just thinking about it. That just sounds awesome. How about, how about not having spectators there? I mean, was that, I mean, what was that like? I mean, you obviously had your team and coaches there. Um, it, so in shooting, um, it's kind of hard for spectators to be there anyway, like normally at World Cups. Um, so it wasn't too different from my sport in particular. Um, but there was a lot. So like at our shooting range, we had obviously skeet and trap, but they also had rifle and pistol at the same venue. Um, and a lot of the rifle and pistol people that were competing would come over and like watch us. So we actually had quite a few spectators. Um, but for us, normally on a on a World Cup basis or like a competition basis, we don't have that much of of a crowd anyway because one, they have to be kind of far away for the noise, and then two, a lot of World Cup places they don't have stadiums on each field for it, it's mainly just the finals. So it wasn't too out of my element there. Um, so it that part really didn't affect me too much on it. Although I do wish my my family could have been there; that would have been awesome. So Kaylee, what what uh, homecoming when you're silver silver medalist? What uh, was there a homecoming parade? What what happened when you when you landed back home? So when I landed um, at the airport, the news was there. All my closest family and friends were there, and I stepped off the plane and walked down the stairs, and everybody just started clapping and cheering, and there was balloons, and the Little Rock Fire Station was there, and they had their fire trucks there, and it, I mean it was the best homecoming you could have ever asked for. And um, it was great to see all my family and friends because they were all asking a million questions and wanted to see the medal, which was really cool. Um, but the following week, my community, I have to give so much thanks to, to hometown because they have went above and be- not even my hometown, my whole state has went above and beyond to support me and, and just like really come together as a community um, over this to present me with awards. I mean, I got uh, the keys to the city last week, which was awesome. I don't really know what that entails, like what I can do with that now, but I have the keys to the city now. Um, the Congress has honored me. They flew a flag um, over Washington, D.C., or in Washington, um, over the White House um, in my honor. And then Governor, or what's it, French Hill, um, flew from Washington, from D.C., and uh, brought the flag back and presented it to me. So, it, I mean, it's just, the homecoming has been awesome. That's awesome. Where, where's the medal at, and how do, you, how do you plan to keep it? Right now it's in my safe, um, but it gets pulled out every day. <laughs> either, <laughs> I, either I'm like, oh, my gosh, I cannot believe that happened. Or my family comes down, or some of my friends want to see it. So um, I, I definitely keep it locked away, but it's uh, it's 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 being used daily. Now, is the metal pure silver? Because the gold one's not pure gold. But you know, is the is it pure silver? I think it's plated. So I think Tokyo had um, a big thing like two years before. Um, 
the Olympics and they were gathering a bunch of recycled cell phones from, from the country. And the metals are made of like deconstructed cell phones, I think is what they said. All from Japan. Yeah. And then they're plated in silver, gold or bronze. So what's, uh, what's next for Kaylee Browning? So I am going to take a little bit of a break. I'm not going to shoot our nationals and, and just kind of relax and take a break. And then in October, I'm headed to Cyprus to compete in the President's Cup, which is the top 12 athletes um, in, in the world standings for that year. They take the top 12 and invite you to the President's Cup and um, you get to compete there. And that's kind of how we get like our top world rankings, like the top 12 athletes out of that. So um, that's towards the end of October. So I'm just going to take a little bit of a break, kind of take a breather, really soak in everything that's happened over the last couple of weeks and, uh, and then start training again and get ready for that. Awesome. Well, our sincerest congratulations from, from all of our employees at, uh, at federal Kaylee, we couldn't be more happy for you. You're, you're a fantastic representative of our company, a great representative for our country. And, uh, we're so proud of you. And thanks again for your time today. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on and, and I look forward to doing it again. All right. Thanks, Kaylee. Have a great day. Up next on its federal season podcast, we'll continue our Olympic conversations with federal sponsored shooter and bronze medalist, Brian Burroughs. Meet the industry's widest variety of game changing ammunition. However you shoot and whatever you hunt, fortune favors the prepared. And nothing prepares you better than Federal Premium. It's a gold standard advantage delivered directly from the experts in premium ammunition. Find your Federal Premium Advantage today. In its Olympic debut, Mixed Trap, Federal-sponsored athlete Brian Burroughs and teammate claimed the bronze medal at the Games in the Mixed Team Trap. His team qualified for the bronze match by posting a very impressive 146 out of 150 in the qualifying round. In their bronze medal match, Team USA faced the mixed team from Slovakia, which included the women's individual gold medalist in trap. Team USA won in a dramatic shoot-off to finish third and represent the United States on the podium. Brian, welcome back to the podcast, this time as a bronze medalist. How does that sound? And it sounds pretty good. I like the sound of it. So tell us about this new event. Um, how, how how does it unfold? And if you could talk our listeners through qualifications and then and then the scores to get to the finals, if you could just give us a little more background on one first time the event's ever been been uh, held, and then two how to get to it to the finals. Yeah, absolutely. So. Shooting in general has just always been an individual sport. And now they have this new event uh, called, you know, the mixed team trap event. And you take one guy and one girl, and that's your team. So in qualification, uh, in the qualification rounds, you get 75 targets each. And you'll add those scores together to uh, your combined score to try to make it into the final. And during the qualification, too, we stand right next to each other. So we're working as a team. We're talking to each other. We're watching each other shoot. And, um, you know, so we're, we're standing right next to each other and, and working the whole time. 
So how do you how do you figure out who's your teammate? Is that is it picked by the team or do you all just say, Hey, I want to shoot with so and so? So the the teams are pre picked and they're picked through our Olympic trials. Gotcha. So, uh they take the you know, one and one and two and two will combine to make make teams. So they're they're pre picked back in March of twenty twenty. Wow, okay. And so to qualify, it was is 150 shots, right? 75 each. Mm-hmm. And then how 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 many shots were the finals? The shot, uh, the final was only 25 targets each, so combined 50. And uh, relatively speaking, that's a pretty short final. Uh, the individual shine final is up to 50 targets total for one person. So. 25 people or 25 targets per person goes very quick. It's a, it's almost a flash line. It just goes by in a blink of an eye. Yeah. And as we know, you, you gotta be on your game and trap. So why don't you, Brian, walk us through the performance, you know, how, what went through your mind as, as it was getting down to crunch time, how it all unfolded. Yeah. Well, um, the individual event was two days prior to the mixed team event in the in the individual i missed the final by one target and shot a 121 out of 125 scores were high and you know i can't be upset about that so i was right there i was in the hunt but going into the qualification for the mixed team event i didn't start off great and actually i had my worst round that i shot my entire time being over in japan and I was like, well, we're just gonna have to buckle down. And as a team, it was a roller coaster of emotions from the start to the very finish of the final. But um, in the qualification, we we shot strong, and we were able to qualify or, or tie with the Slovakians to get into the final. But it was 146 out of 150, which is a pretty high score. And actually, that was the former world record for Kaylee Browning and I uh, reset the record in 2019. So, you know, we're shooting world record scores just to get into the bronze medal final. If that tells you anything of uh, how high the scores were and the level of competition. But it was uh, it was a little nerve wracking going into it. We were calm. We were confident. But there were points where there was need to break targets in the qualification. and. We got them. We we broke them. So it was exciting going into the final. That that's awesome. I mean, that's what you want is the highest level of competition. So, what was it? What's it like having a teammate with you instead of shooting by yourself? Is there are you any less nervous? Is it you know? Do you feed off each other's energy? How how does that work? I think you feed off each other's energy. Um, it's I was watching my teammate Maddie, and she was just rock solid and so i fed off of that and i think she fed off of you know my consistency as well and it really it's different from the aspect where you do have to rely on somebody else for um you know your success or or not and at the end of the day it is still an individual sport where you have to hit your targets the best thing you can do for the team is to hit your targets and so being able to feed off each other and that positive energy helps help both of us uh you know accomplish that did um 
what was the whole venue like? I mean, what was the feel of, of the quote unquote arena and, and the procedures you had to take to, to get out there and, and actually compete? You know, the, you know, the feel of the arena was a little eerie almost just because they have these, uh, this, you know, seating stadium seating for 5,000 people or more. I mean, it's, the, the range is able to accommodate lots of people. They're expecting a, a pretty big audience. And for there to be less than 100 people there was, uh, there's a lot of open space in the seating. It was, it was quiet. You know, there's only three bunkers, three ranges uh, that are going, or that they have there at the Olympics. So it's not like going to the Grand American. We have a mile of traps and everybody's shooting. It's just pop, pop, pop. You know, so it's uh, it's kind of quiet, if, <laughs> to be honest. But it was actually it was good though because as a team we were able to kind of come together and really uh, pump each other up. And you know, usually you'd have your families there or spouse or or some people in the stands rooting you on. Uh, we were able to do that for each other back at the tent, which was really great. But the uh, the other kind of requirements there with the corona and, and whatnot was kind of different. Not what I had expected when I first made the Olympic team. But it was, you know, we kind of went from the Olympic Village straight to the, the range. And we shot and we went straight back to the village. So unfortunately, we didn't get to check out Japan or explore too much. But it was still just phenomenal experiences really um it, it was pretty great just to experience all of it what, what will you remember the most from your experience at the games um probably that last shot in the shoot off in the final so the final was pretty dramatic in itself because we started over from zero in the final and we were shooting against the Slovakians, which the woman was a three-time Olympic medalist and had just won the gold medal two days prior. The her male teammate was you know, he's won world championships and he's been shooting a long time too. So they were a very strong team that has had a lot of experience on their side. So you know it was pretty. We were going up against the you know pretty stout team, but just from the beginning and there's points where we were leading and then there's points where we were down by three and I came into the last pass and they missed four targets in their last five targets. And it was, uh, it gave us a, a chance to catch up and we tied at the end of the final. So it came down to a shoot off and I shot first shot, hit the target. And then, the women shot two targets and then they were going to switch over to the guys. Thankfully it didn't go that far, <laughs> but um, anyways, the moment I'll remember is that last shot where the Slovakian missed this hard left and uh, Maddie stepped up and just smoked it. And I'll, there's a, an image burned in my mind of her turning around target, you know, the puff targets hanging in the background and we had just secured the bronze medal and at you know, that moment we're Olympic medalists. And that's something that you dream about as a kid. And 
that's the moment that I will definitely not forget. So Brian, is the shoot off sudden death or, or so you, you, you go and then you hit Slovakia hits is that, and then if, is it just, you miss one target, you're done. Yeah. So the Slovakians went first. Mm-hmm. And so if you, so he hit his target, then I hit my target. And then, uh, the woman went, Slovakian woman went, she hit Maddie hit. Then the Slovakian woman missed and then Maddie hit it. So you miss and the other one hits it game over sudden death. That's cool. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. <laughs> So what, uh, what, what do you do with your bronze medal? Is it in a gun safe like Kaylee keeps hers, but, uh, or, or what's, what do you do with it and what's the plans for it? Uh, I do not keep it in the gun safe. It actually hasn't been in the gun safe yet. Um, well for the first week, I think I wore it every moment under my shirt or <laughs> had it in my pocket, uh, <laughs> as you should, but you know, that's kind of what I thought, you know, I, I work pretty hard for that. I want to keep it around. <laughs> yeah. But honestly, I'd love to uh, share it with people because there's not many people that have gone to see in person and hold an Olympic medal. So I I keep it in my pocket a lot. And when I'm at work, uh, I own an axe throwing place. So there's a lot of people that come through and kind of know the story. And so I can share that with them and maybe inspire some people and take it to the range and a lot of people want to see it there. So I've hopefully I've inspired some of the youth to, you know, aspire towards an Olympic medal too. But just, I love sharing that moment with people and that, you know, chunk of bronze. Um, so that's kind of where I'm keeping it. I'm sure eventually it'll go into the safe, but right now I keep it pretty close. Good. So what's next for Brian Burroughs? Uh, next for Brian Burroughs. Well, in three years, I think they have the ne- same thing going on in Paris. So um, I think I'm going to try to make that. But in the meantime, there's a couple of selection matches to take some World Cups internationally. I think Morocco and Italy. So I'm going to try to continue to represent the United States and shoot the best I can. Nice. That That's awesome, Brian. You've done, you've done a great job of representing the United States and Federal Ammunition. On behalf of all the people here at the factory, um, all of our hardworking employees, we really appreciate you and a sincere congratulations. And you know, thanks for joining us and, and recounting the story. It's, it's fantastic. Thanks for having me. It's been fun. Great job, Brian. And thanks for using our product again. Thanks for making a great product. All right. It clearly works. <laughs> That's good. Up next, we'll talk with Amber English, gold medalist in women's skeet. There's a time and a place for every season. This is that time, and these are those special places. When preparation gives way to anticipation, Rituals and traditions. <laughs> Friends, family, forever. This is what you live for. It's time to celebrate the annual tradition like no other. It's federal season. 
Welcome back to the final special Olympic segment of It's Federal Season podcast. I'm Jason Nash, and we're privileged to have Olympic gold medalist Amber English in women's skeet uh, join us to talk about her gold medal performance in Tokyo. Amber, welcome. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Thanks for joining us. So the, the Olympics have been over for a week now, and uh, it's settled in that you has it settled in yet that you're a gold medalist? You know, slowly but surely, you know, as soon as we were done shooting, I just could not believe that the match was actually over. <laughs> um, there was just so much buildup for this Olympic Games with cancellations and delays and um, postponements. So I just couldn't believe that we actually were done working on that specific match. But yeah, it's starting to settle in a little bit now. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, I can imagine it was a roller coaster. Um, for, for our listeners, uh, First Lieutenant English is a U.S. Army Reserve soldier assigned to the U.S. War Army World Class Athlete Program and attached to the U.S. Army Marksmanship Unit for training. So today, you're back at work, and we were able to pull you from the range to have this conversation. Thank you very much for making the time. No, no problem. So let's jump into a couple of questions here for you. Your competition, along with men's skeet, was first off the blocks for the shotgun sports. Uh, what was your anticipation level heading into the qualifications? You know, I just had very specific things that I was trying to work on. Um, I thought I knew what match pressure was until I stepped onto that stage. So I definitely felt a, a lot of stuff that I'd never felt before. But I knew, you know, going into qualification, I, I'm going to just focus on the things that I can control. Um, and that's putting myself in a, in a good headspace and, and just letting myself do what I've trained to do for a very long time. So you shot, and, and when you got yourself in that right space, you shot a 121 of 125 in international skeet to finish in the third position heading into the finals. H how did you rate that performance? You know, um, I wish I could have shot better, but we'll take it. It was, <laughs> it was all I needed at the time, and um, I actually missed out of the four targets that I missed in qualification, three of them were low sixes. So I was like, man, <laughs> something with this target. But, you know, as soon as qualification was done, I said, Hey, well, that's cool. I don't have to shoot that specific target in the final. So moving on, you know, perfect. Um, but I, I was, I was happy to be in that position, uh, walking into the final. And then in the, in the finals competition, I mean, you knew it was going to be fierce. I'm sure. I mean, ahead, ahead of you was an Italian shooter. And finishing first in qualifications uh, was the world record holder from China. Um, what what was your thought process going into the the matchup against against them? You know, it was it it was easy to look at that and be like, wow, they shot so well. But again, I just really had to focus on what I could control, and I deserve to be here. I can shoot good, you know, or shoot well against these girls. This is nothing new. So back to you know, what it's going to take to break the next target. And that's something I'm very, very proud of. Yeah. And you should be in the finals. You hit 19 of 20 before the first cut and followed it again with another 19 out of 20. And we're tied with the Italian shooter. Where were your, how are your nerves at that point? You know, I really wanted, and I trained at home to just have an initial power 20 straight out of the gate. Um, just because, for those people that don't necessarily focus on themselves, well, then maybe they'll focus on what I'm doing and, and see that strong, strong beginning. Um, obviously, if I couldn't shoot nine or if I couldn't shoot a 20, I would definitely take a 19. Um, there was a point in the final where I really just 
you kind of know where people are and people are getting eliminated and it's easy to get wrapped up on scores and the announcing and yeah, I just tried to shoot my own game and figure out exactly what it took for the next target break. And when the shooting was all over, not only had you won gold, but you set an Olympic record. What were your emotions like after that? You know, I guess it was just an instant weight off of my shoulders. I, like I said earlier, I just could not believe that this match was actually over. Um, I was like, no way. We still have another day or another week. No way. Is this actually over? Um, but yeah, I, you know, I shot a 56. I was, I was happy with it. And I knew um, when the Italian gave me two right off the last, the last station for her, um, I knew if I hit two out of the four, I would at least be tied. And all I had to do was hit one more to win. And once I saw the, the pink puff, I just straight up forgot how to shoot. So I should have had a 57, but I'll take a 56. <laughs> and uh, being a member of the U.S. Army, what was it like being wrapped in the American flag with a gold medal around your neck uh, with that performance and being on the podium while the national anthem was playing? You know, it's just a huge honor, um, even in general, to represent the U.S. And, and wear USA on our backs. And, you know, it's for all the people that allow us to do what we're doing. So, you know, it's just it was a crazy honor. And I'm so very humbled by this experience. And I'm very, very glad that and happy that we could listen to our national anthem. Yeah, so were we. It was it was a lot of fun to watch. So you, you and teammate Vint. Vincent Hancock, who won his third Olympic gold medal in men's skeet, uh, made an appearance on the Today Show. Uh, I mean, what a great platform to elevate the shooting sports. Tell us what that was like. You know, it was kind of, we were just kind of in shock. Like, oh my gosh, the range was very, very hot and we had been out there for a long time. And so we went straight from the range to do all the media stuff. So I was like, man, I, I could really use a shower before seeing all these people, but oh well. <laughs> um, <laughs> But it was really cool, and uh, anything that we can do to to show, you know, shooting and put shooting in a positive light, uh, we'll do it. So it was really cool to talk to them and, and see them in person. That's great. So we asked the other Olympians this too, the the other medalists. Where do you keep your gold medal? <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, it's actually here with me right now, but normally I just keep it in my gun safe. Perfect. I'm sure you've had a lot of requests to look at it lately. Yeah. And you know, any, any time we can, you know, connect the general public with our Olympic sport. Um, it's really cool. I've been putting it on little kids necks and letting everybody feel it. And it's just really amazing to see their expressions when they get to hold it or, or wear it. That's great. We, we need more of that. And, you know, hopefully they're posting all that on social media and sharing yeah. it with their friends. Cause we need, we need that message out there. It's a fantastic sport. Definitely. So what's next for you, Amber? Well, since I'm up here at a training camp, um, we're going to shoot here for a little bit, and then we're going to go um, back to Fort Benning for a few weeks, and then we're shooting our national championships next month um, up in Michigan. And then after that, I will be at a competition called the World Cup Final, and that's where they take the top 12 competitors across the world for the year, and they shoot a match so they have like a huge a huge glass globe trophy that everybody shoots for and it's a really it's probably one of my favorite matches just because 
it's more low key and not so busy and it's awesome. So that's the goal. I need to win the big globe now. Awesome. Well, well best of luck. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, the, forever. The Olympic records are going to have you listed as a gold medalist at the 2020 Tokyo Olympic games. You know, we really appreciate everything you do to represent the USA and, and um, congratulations. And uh, we can't wait to see you compete again in the near future. Thank you so much for your support. And it's, you know, people like you guys letting us use our platform to uh, share our fun experiences. So thank you as well. Thanks, Amber. Good luck at the next one. Thank you. (laughs) If you like the It's Federal Season podcast, be sure to let us know by filling out a rating and review on iTunes. And remember, for us, it's always in season. It's Federal Season.